cliffcentral.com. Let's turn our attention to what I think is the best, the best way for money to be uh, considered as a part of any financial system, and that is a decentralized system. I love the idea that we are entering an age where we don't have to have governments making decisions over our money. And you know I'm a massive proponent of this decentralized system. And the best way to look at this in terms of cryptocurrencies is to get info from people who really know what they're doing and also to talk to people who know that it's a great place to put your investment money or some of your money anyway uh, if you don't want it to be subject to the nonsense of of politicians and of markets and all of that kind of thing, the way that it is – uh, you know, in, in fiat currency, for example. So to talk about this and to give us a little bit of insight for this week, we check in with this company every single week. We've been talking to them for months and it's been a really interesting ride and it continues to be is Brett Hope Robertson, who's the head of investments at Revix.com. Hey, Brett, how are you? Yeah, oh, good in yourself, guys. How are you going? Good, man. Nice to see you. So, Actually, we've got some very uh, exciting news this week because last week we were in the doldrums a little bit, and I noticed that the 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 the, the price of Bitcoin's gone right up, and I see that Ethereum's climbing back up again. So uh, there's there's again this huge kind of up and down. But what do you guys make of of the of the the rise after the huge fall that we spoke about just the other day? Yeah, so you know a lot of people are asking this question, right? Are we hmm. kind of out of the woods? Um, is the bottom locked in and are we back onto new highs? And, right. you know, when we kind of hear this question, we realize very quickly that a lot of people are clearly trading this market instead of investing in it because an investor right. wouldn't really care if it's, it's moved right. a little bit up or down. But, you know, for the traders listening, because there obviously are a lot of them, we are seeing a lot of positive signs. Um, we're seeing a lot of positive news come back out, which we haven't seen in a long time. Um, we're seeing, you know, buyers kind of step back into this market a bit. And, you know, there's momentum kind of creeping back in. Um, I mean, we're all kind of sports fans here, and we know momentum is actually quite a funny thing, right? You, you've, you've watched your favorite team before 2-1 down in a soccer game, 15 minutes to play, and they score one to bring it back right. to tie. And that whole stadium just changes. Mm-hmm. And the momentum shifts, and they actually probably go on and win it. And the same thing kind of happens in markets, right? And you'd rather be kind of with the momentum than against it. So we kind of seeing this momentum start to shift for the first time in months, which is good. So, but on a technical level, as a trader, you were looking at, I would say if Bitcoin closes above $46,000, $47,000, you kind of out the woods with regards to on a trading standpoint and seeing a bit of a reversal. But I mean, I was a trader back in the day. It's a lot of work for minimum reward. <laughs> yeah. You make a lot better just buying and holding and investing in the right asset class over a long period of time, right? <laughs> Spot on. And, and what you're talking about really is something that the, the traditional markets have always referred to as, as, as bearishness or bullishness. And, and a lot of people just yeah. hop on that bandwagon. So in the long term, I mean, really, we, if we look at the chart and we zoom out, as people keep telling us to do, how, how is, mm. is Bitcoin performing overall since, let's say, you know, the year 2020? We, if we take a two-year view of, of what's been going on, three-year now, um, how do we, how do mean, we feel about that? I mean, on a three-year view, I mean, I would have to go look now. It's probably up over, you know, a couple of hundred, hundred percent. I mean, on a 10-year view, even, mm-hmm. you're looking at, and I try to go back. So 2013 is where a lot of kind of people did try to get into the market. Before then, you kind of had to be a coder to try to access some of these coins, right? Yeah. And that was kind of when 
exchanges came about. And since then, I mean, you made 150% a year, year on year for 10 years. Now, everyone hears 150% and they go, mm, it's not that much. You do that for 10 years, you've 9,000 times your money. I mean, yeah. it's a huge number. So yes, it's the best performing asset class in the world. And people must kind of get out of this day-to-day -day thinking because it'll actually drive you insane. You always can find a piece of news that will push one narrative or the other. Sure. Um, so you kind of just got to take your zoomed out view and actually look at the asset class's entirety and say, is this thing, you know, going to create value in the future? Is it growing? Um, if so, how do I gain easy access to this? So, so Brett, you know, I, I, I do want to look at the big picture here because we often do talk about the, the fluctuations in, in, in price and all the rest of it. But to me, the crypto market is very threatening to some people. Who are the biggest enemies, in your opinion, of cryptocurrency? And, and, and what are they trying to do to destabilize it and to create in uncertainty and, and insecurity because there are a lot of people uh, there are there are a lot of institutions too that don't like the idea of cryptocurrency because it means them giving up a whole lot of power and control so i mean yeah it'll be your traditional finance right so mm. it'll be from your hedge fund managers who or not even hedge funds your pension fund managers who can't gain access to this class yet mm -hmm. because there's no regulation in place so they're missing the boat and they you know, someone at home just bought Bitcoin right. has outperformed their fund tenfold and right. now they can't justify fees. So there's an issue there. There's a massive issue with regards to obviously central banks. There's a huge money flow that they are missing out on. And their main job as a, as a central bank is to control money flow within a country. Um, that's a huge portion. I mean, you're seeing now, I think, over $15 billion, $20 billion a day going through crypto. Mm-hmm. That is huge value that they have no line of sight of at the moment. That's another issue. And then banking, obviously, in general, you're decentralizing, you're taking out a middleman, and this is their bread and butter, right? Um, so those three are, are running a bit. But you can see, you know, there's a lot of adoption kind of taking place. And slowly these banks and these asset managers are starting to realize, hey, this asset class is big enough now for us to start to dip our toes in the regulatory framework is slowly getting there. Right. And, you know, it's one of those classic things. You, you shun it, you shun it, you shun it until you've built up a team in the background that mm -hmm. can actually handle the flows. And then you all of a sudden praise it. I, I like Banks the, have been doing that for years. I like the idea that we, we, we're getting stronger on this side of, on the decentralized side of things. But, um, there are obviously the central banks are also very much against this because anything they can't control, they're terrified of. Right. And, um, and for them, they understand the world of central banking and kind of waiting to to make decisions about monetary policy and all of that shit. So as a long-term investor, what do you guys look for in an asset? And particularly because there are all kinds of cryptocurrencies that do all kinds of things. What do you look for? Yeah. So, I mean, look, the goal of a long-term investor is basically try to create wealth at a time, right? Mm -hmm. So when we look at this asset, we look at the asset class in general, right? So it's cryptocurrencies as, as, a, as a bracket. Mm -hmm. And basically you're trying to work out what's the correct mix of investments to gain value over time. But okay. as cryptocurrencies as an actual bucket, I kind of look at, we kind of look at three main things um, for a long-term investor. And will these, answering these questions, they're either going to hurt your view or they're going to help your view. And you'll figure out quickly if this is a good investment or not. So, one, is there adoption and growth happening in the asset class, right? 
you can have the greatest idea in the world. No one buys into it. It's, it's worth zero. Two is the forecasted macro environment, you know, going to affect the outlook of your asset going forward or your asset class. And then three, does the asset solve, asset class kind of solve a problem? But more importantly, is that problem that it's solving going to create value or money? I mean, you can make the greatest little problem solve. Uh, if no one pays you for it, mm. it's, it's not worth anything, right? So if sure. we go through adoption and growth, in crypto, I mean, you've seen pretty much adoption every day in a headline, right? Yeah. We've seen now just recently KPMG add Bitcoin and Ethereum to their treasury. Right. Um, which is quite huge, actually, because it's been quite a handbrake to add, you know, cryptos to your treasury at the moment because of the way the accounting principles work. You have to register it as an intangible asset. And basically, long story short, you're recording the losses and not the gains, which was kind of bizarre and not really fair. But then here comes along, you know, KPMG, their bread and butter is corporate treasuries and accounting policy, and they add it. So I think something might be changing there, which is a huge positive. And then we've seen governments around the world, you know, start to accept it a bit more. Thailand meant to do crypto tax. They've just decided to drop their crypto tax. India were meant to ban it. They've just decided to turn that around and not ban it and rather tax it. Right. So we're seeing these adoptions happen around. And then with regards to like user growth, I mean, Crypto's user growth grows about 100% a year, year on year at the moment. It's faster than the internet was in 1990. Um, and they have about 300 million people at the moment. So a lot of, you know, analysts are saying, well, if adoption drops to about 80% over the next few years, we get to a billion users by 2024. Sure. And that's one in every eight, per, eight people on the planet interacting with a crypto in some way or another by 2024. So there's growth and there's adoption kind of everywhere, right? All right, so last question then. What are you guys currently offering as a promo? Because almost every week that we've spoken to you in the last year, you've had some special deal going and um, you've offered some new product on on Revix. So what are you doing this week? Yeah, so I mean, this week, it's actually running until the 10th of March. Um, It's a Revix promo code, Revix200. So basically, you've got to verify your account deposit um, and invest 500 Rand or more into an investable product. And you'll be given 200 rand straight away to invest in another product. So nice. you know, just under 50% straight into your account. And you will get that 200 and 500 bucks. You basically have to keep invested for 60 days. Um, okay. Well, I mean, listen, so you're giving us 200 rand of your money if we do this. So go along and check out the new promo on Revix.com. Thanks, Brett. Cool, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good to speak to you, dude. Cliffcentral.com.